Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here, and I'm so grateful to God for bringing us together again. Week after week, the Lord has been faithful, and here we are with another opportunity to go into the word of the Lord and to receive a message from him. It's good to be with you today. What a glorious time I've had today in prayer and in fellowship with the Lord. And I am amazed at his goodness, at his faithfulness. The Lord has been watching over all of us. Let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come together. We thank you for your magnificent word and giving us a desire to dig deeper and deeper into your word. Bless us one by one. Everyone that connects with us on tonight, I pray that they would receive a special blessing from you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the Lord bless you and keep you. Now we're continuing uh, in Bible study and uh, had a wonderful time on last week talking about tribulation period. And I want you to realize it's an overview. Uh, we were not able to get into the intricate details uh, of the tribulation period there a few things we didn't discuss, like the marriage supper of the Lamb. Um, so I would advise you to get into the book of Revelation, uh, get into the Word of God, uh, study the Word. I know there are people who are afraid to get into Revelation. It's, it's God's Word. Hallelujah. It's God's Word. Uh, don't be afraid of it. Open the book. Ask God to open up your understanding. Uh, and to show you the way that you should go. Now, uh, tonight we're, as promised, we're going to give an overview uh, of the millennial kingdom, that, that period of time that occurs after the tribulation period, right? Now we know the rapture will come before tribulation, and um, after the rapture, the tribulation period will begin. And while we're with Christ, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, where the people of God uh, will receive their crowns and rewards, marriage, supper of the Lamb, all of that will take place. We'll be with the Lord for seven years. Um, and during that seven-year period will be tribulation. And we gave you an overview, just an overview Excuse me, we didn't deal with the seals or uh, we didn't deal with any of that. Um, the book of Revelation is something else. And there are some things the Lord told John. Uh, he said, don't write it. Don't even write it down. Um, so here we are now uh, at the end of tribulation. Uh, Jesus will come back with the saints of God, those who. Uh, in the body of Christ who made the rapture. He will come back and there'll be a battle called the Battle of Armageddon where the Antichrist will gather the nations uh, and he will attempt to overthrow. But Jesus is coming now, not in humility, but to establish his kingdom on this earth. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And um, he's going to defeat the Antichrist and his armies, uh, and the Antichrist, the beast, uh, and the false prophet will be thrown into the lake of fire. Uh, he will come with the saints to establish his kingdom, and that kingdom uh, will rest upon the earth for a thousand years. But before he does that, uh, and, and let's go into the word of the Lord. Revelation, I'm in Revelation now, chapter 20, verses 1 through 9. Listen to these words. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, set a seal upon him, and he, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus mm -hmm. and for the word of God. Remember, we told you, those who refuse to take the mark of the beast, they lose their life. They were beheaded. The Bible says they were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither was his image, Neither his image, rather, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. That second resurrection will deal with judgment of the wicked dead, that great white throne judgment, but we haven't gotten there yet. Blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And listen to this. I'm in verse 7. And when the thousand years were expired, are expired, rather Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Now we have another battle getting ready to start after the millennial, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Thus you've heard the word of the Lord. Now, here in this last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, uh, we have just read a, a time that is coming when Jesus Christ will reign on the earth for a thousand years. And this, this is called by some theologians as the golden age or the millennium uh, period. That, uh, and we've read through it, Revelation 20, um, 1 through seven. Uh, in scripture, this 1,000 year period is also described as uh, the world to come. The writer of Hebrews remarks about this. Hebrews 
2 and 5, for unto the angel hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. Um, also mentioned as the kingdom of God in the gospel according to St. Mark 1 and 14. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Uh, in the gospel according to St. John, uh, is referred to as uh, the last day, the last day, John 6 and 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Times of refreshing uh, in the book of Acts it's referred to Acts 3 and 19. Many of you will remember this verse. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I want to sit a few seconds here on this particular scripture because the times of refreshing, uh, proper exegesis and pulling it out, uh, the full information, he's referring to a national repentance. He's, he's talking to Israel. You know, Jesus had died, rose again. He's sending the Holy Ghost. And he said, after that, the Holy Ghost has come. You shall have power. Uh, and he's reminding them, even in his message, in his sermon, he's preaching to them and he's letting uh, Israel know, the nation, you need to look to Jesus because he's coming again. And he's going to usher in a millennial kingdom of peace and prosperity for not only Israel, but for the entire world. Uh, it's called uh, a restitution of all things. Again, in Acts, that same chapter 3, verse 21, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of of all his holy prophets since the world began. Mm -hmm. Also the day of Christ. This is what Paul calls it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, Who shall also confirm you into the end, unto the end, I'm sorry, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1 and 14 We'll go there. As also ye have acknowledged us in part that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of Jesus Christ. So I want you to consider this because um, for 6,000 years of recorded history, uh, men have tried all kinds of things, schemes, plots, theories, uh, they've adapted laws and regulations trying to improve us, the human condition, so to speak, trying to improve, trying to correct. Uh, men have, have strove for peace throughout every century. Uh, as wicked as man is, they did try to establish some kind of peace. What you will find in reading history, everybody has their own interpretation of what peace is. Uh, even today, what you're watching on the news, what's happening 
uh, in Europe right now uh, is horrible. Uh, what Russia is attempting to do uh, and the people that are suffering um, in Europe, is, it's terrible. Uh, and now, even in the midst of bombs dropping, rockets flying in the air, uh, men are sitting at a table trying to establish peace. And in the backdrop, there's, there's an attempted uh, of a overthrow of, of another government. So uh, the whole universe or the world is, at, is, is, is in distress. The hearts of men are deceitfully wicked. Uh, and the conditions are only getting worse. When Jesus was asked the question, remember in Matthew 24, what shall be the sign of thy coming? How will we know that the end has come? And he's letting them know wars, rumors of wars. He gives them a lesson. He said, but this is just the beginning of sorrows. Uh, so man has endeavored to produce uh, a utopia. He would love a utopia. Uh, a time in the season that many theologians refer to as the golden age, the millennial period, uh, where there would be peace and prosperity. Uh, but men have failed continuously because the heart is not right. But God, our God, promised to establish his kingdom, his rule of righteousness upon this earth. Prophet Zechariah said his foot shall stand on the Mount of Olives. Stand again on the Mount of Olives. That's when he's coming back with us, right? It is only Christ can bring peace upon this earth. When Christ comes, he's going to establish his kingdom. Um, Matthew 6 and 10, let's look at this. Bring in your kingdom so that your will is done on earth as it, it's done in heaven. Your kingdom come. And his kingdom will usher peace in. When it's established, there will be peace on the earth. Hallelujah. So uh, it is obvious that we are not in the millennial now. No. Uh, and we can't produce the millennial. Only Jesus can. Only the Lord can do that. And he will. And he will. And what will it be like? What will it be like when Jesus comes back upon the earth? Oh, my Lord. We rejoice knowing that he's coming to bring us with him. I'm going away to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But we should also get excited because those who he's coming back for will come back with him. Hallelujah. And for we will reign with him for 1,000 years upon the earth. Yes. Yes. Could you imagine peace on the earth? So um, there will come a time when this millennial period comes. It will be a time when Satan is bound for 1,000 years and he's cast in that bottomless pit. Revelation 20 verses 1 and 2. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven holding in his hand the key to the abyss and a huge chain. He sees the dragon. I'm reading from the Common English Bible. 
the old snake who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. Uh, now, he was defeated at Calvary, yes. Uh, so I'm, I want to say before I go further that no matter what the enemy has been doing and will do, in the end, he will lose. The accuser is the loser. Put, it, put that in the comment section. The accuser is the loser. Uh, he was defeated at Calvary. John writes in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8, the person who practices sin belongs to the devil because the devil has been sinning since the beginning. God's son appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. But what relief and release will come when the arch enemy of God will be chained and thrown into the abyss. Hallelujah. He's the enemy of mankind. He's your enemy too. He's been desiring to sift us as wheat and God's going to lock him up for a thousand years. Um, no longer will he be roaming to and fro, uh, seeking whom he may devour like a roaring lion. Right? First Peter 5 and 8, be clear-headed, keep alert. Your accuser, the devil, is on the prowl like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Remember, he tells Peter, if, if the enemy could get you, he would sift you as wheat. But no longer will he deceive men uh, for a thousand years. Hallelujah. No longer uh, will he attempt to go into the, into the heavenlies. No he won't attend any more uh, of those angelic meetings like he did uh, for Brother Job. The sons of God came together uh, and Satan appears. Uh, he will no longer just walk into the meetings, no. And right now he does have access to the heavenlies. Uh, he does not walk around with a pitchfork and horns. Uh, he can transform himself as an angel of light, right? Uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no wonder, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. That's what the word of God says. Uh, so now we're in this millennial period where Christ has come with the saints. Uh, the angel has come with the key, thrown uh, Satan into the abyss, locked him up, and he will stay there for a thousand years. So uh, the millennial period will be a time during which Jesus will personally, personally and visibly reign upon the earth. Yes, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, he will physically and visibly sit on the throne and reign upon the earth. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 33, look. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. I'm in the Common English Bible. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Notice uh, what I read and um, six times. Six times the word will. There are six wills uh, in these passages of Scripture. I'm going, to, I'm going to read it again. Each time I come across will, I'm going to put up my finger. Uh, 
Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. So his kingdom now, uh, remember, is a spiritual one. And he's reigning in the hearts of his people even now. Right now he reigns in the hearts of his people. Luke 17 and 21, let's read it. Nor will people say, look, here it is, nor there it is. Don't you see God's kingdom is already among you? It, it's in our hearts. It dwells within our hearts. We are in the kingdom now, but during the millennial, his kingdom will rest upon this earth physically. Yes, not just spiritually, but physically. Psalms 2 and 6. Uh, here the psalmist says, I hereby appoint my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Uh, let's look at Isaiah 24 and 23. It says, the moon will be diminished and the sun will fade since the Lord of heavenly forces will rule where? On Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, glorious before his elders. Jeremiah gets in this and he prophesies because it's a promise uh, of a righteous and just king. Glory to God. Listen to what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from David's line and he will rule as a wise king. He will do what is just and right in the land. Mm -hmm. And during his lifetime, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And his name will be the Lord is our righteousness. Powerful. Listen, Daniel didn't want to be left out of this. And Daniel prophesied in chapter 7, verse 13. As I continued to watch this night vision of mine, I suddenly saw one like a human being coming with the heavenly clouds. He came to the ancient one and was presented before him. Let's go to verse 14. Rule, glory, and kingship were given to him. All peoples, nations, and languages will serve him. Every eye will see him. His rule is an everlasting one. It will never pass away. His kingship is indestructible. Hallelujah. His kingship is indestructible. I feel like saying it again. His kingship is indestructible. Zechariah, mm -hmm. the ninth chapter, 10th verse. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the warehouse from Jerusalem. The bow used in battle will be cut off. He will speak peace to the nations. His rule will stretch from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Let's go down to verse 14. The Lord will appear above them. His arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord will blow the horn. He will march forth on the stormy winds of the south. Giving you a lot of scripture, uh, but I need to lay this foundation 
It will be a reign of righteousness. Yes, this millennial period, it will be a reign of righteousness. Hallelujah. There's never been a monarchy like this. No king has ruled in total holiness and righteousness. It will be a new season, 1,000 years of peace. It will be a reign of righteousness. Isaiah 9 and 7 says there will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces <laughs> will do this. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. Listen, a shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will sprout from his roots. He shall become up as a root out of dry land. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. He will strike the violent with the rod of his mouth. By the breath of his lips, he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be the belt around his hips. Glory and faithfulness, the belt around his waist. There's going to be universal peace during this time. No, no Russians to come in uh, and destroy a land and try to take over territory. There's wickedness in the land now, but when he comes back with his saints to establish uh, his righteous and holy kingdom upon this earth for 1,000 years, uh, it will be a place of peace, universal peace. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. God will judge between the nations, and he will settle disputes. Glory of mighty nations. Then they will beat their swords into iron plows and their spears into pruning tools. Nation will not take up sword against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. No. Isaiah 54 and 13. All your children will be disciples of the Lord. I will make your peace Rather, I will make peace abound for your children. Hallelujah. 55 of 55th chapter of Isaiah, verse number 12. Yes, you will go out with celebration and you will be brought back in peace. Even the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. All the trees of the field will clap their hands. Glory to God. Isaiah is on a roll. He's prophesying again. Hallelujah. In chapter 60, verse 18, violence will no longer resound throughout your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Glory to God. I felt that one. Isaiah 65 and 25, wolf and lamb will graze together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the snake, its food will be dust. They won't hurt or destroy at any place 
on my holy mountain, says the Lord. The prophet Hosea, chapter 2, verse 18, he says these words under the unction of our Lord and, and our Savior. On that day, I will make a covenant for them with the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the creeping creatures of the fertile ground. I will do away with the bow, the sword, and war from the land. Mm -hmm. I will make you lie down in safety. My Lord, what a time it's going to be. What a time of peace and prosperity it's going to be. Hallelujah. Right now we're living uh, in a desperate day, a terrible time. Now, uh, Russia is attacking uh, the Ukrainians. Uh, and they, he wants this territory uh, and trying to destroy people. Hallelujah. But there won't be any of this during the millennial period. Uh, it's going to be a time of peace. Also a time of abundant joy. Yes, of rejoicing and celebration. Isaiah chapter uh, 35, verse number 10. The Lord's ransomed ones will return and enter Zion with singing. <laughs> with everlasting joy upon their heads, happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and groaning will flee away. Time of uh, joy, and I told you earlier, is also going to be a time of prosperity. Isaiah chapter 65. Thank you, Father. Isaiah chapter 65 Verse number 21, let me find it for you. Well, let's do this. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 65, and I'll do verse number, no, I can do verse 21 through 23, 65, 21 through 23. All right, I just want to make sure, yeah, they will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They won't build for others to live in nor plant for others to eat like the days of the tree will be the days of my people. My chosen will make full use of their handiwork. They won't labor in vain nor bear children to a world of horrors. Listen to this, because they will be people blessed by the Lord. They along with their descendants. Thank you, Jesus. So um, it will be a time when the saints of God will rule on the earth with Jesus Christ. Remember uh, when we talked about the churches in Asia Minor, uh, one of the promises he made was that they would sit upon the throne with him that they would rule. Uh, so let's go though, to Revelation chapter uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse number four. It says this, then I saw thrones and people took their seats on them and judgment was given in their favor. They were the ones who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and God's word and those who hadn't worshipped the beast 
or its image, who hadn't received the mark on their forehead or hand. They came to life and ruled with Christ for 1,000 years. But remember in chapter 3, verse 21, listen to the promise that Christ gives to those who overcome. Uh, he says, as for those who emerge victorious, to he who overcomes, I will allow them to sit with me on my throne, just as I emerged victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Let's compare this to the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 19, verses 27 and 28. I'm moving fast because I have a lot of scriptures. It says, then Peter replied, look, we've left everything and followed you. What will we have? This conversation you know, Peter's having with Christ. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, I assure you who have followed me that when everything is made new, when the human one sits on his magnificent throne, you also will sit on 12 thrones overseeing the 12 tribes of Israel. Lord, I'm getting excited. And this word is something else. What, a, what an, amazing, um, an amazing privilege it will be. Also a responsibility. That's another lesson. Hallelujah. But there's going to be a thousand years of Jesus Christ ruling upon the earth. Uh, it will be a time where sickness will disappear from this earth. Uh, remember what Isaiah uh, prophesies. And he says in Isaiah 33 and 24, and no inhabitant will say, I'm sick. I'm in the Common English Bible. Isaiah 33, 24, and no inhabitant will say, I'm sick. The people living there will be forgiven their sin. Every time I read that, that reminds me that sickness is a result of sin. The reason why there's so much sickness on the earth is it's a result of sin. People don't want to acknowledge that, uh, but there's so many disease, so much sickness because of the hearts and wickedness of men. But Hallelujah. But Isaiah prophesies and says, and no inhabitant will say, I'm sick. The people living there will be forgiven their sin. Even in the book of Zechariah, uh, right, chapter 14, where he talks about the day of the Lord, he makes reference to the fact uh, that there'll be no sickness. Uh, it will be a, a time where uh, sickness will have been uh, pushed away. Yes, and let's dig deeper. It'll be a time also where the power of death will be restrained uh, and destroyed. Hallelujah. He'll be, re he'll be restrained and destroyed. Revelation 20 and 14. Listen. Listen to what the word says, then death, I'm in the common English Bible, death and the grave, death and the grave were thrown into the fiery lake, into the lake of fire. This, the fiery lake is the second death. That's after the millennial. Uh, Isaiah 65, verses 18 through 20, be glad and rejoice forever in what I'm creating because I'm creating Jerusalem as a joy and her people as a source of gladness. 
I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad about my people. No one will ever hear the sound of weeping. Hallelujah. He shall wipe the tears from your eyes or crying in it again. No more will babies live only a few days or the old fail to live out their days. The one who dies at a hundred will be like a young person and the one falling short of a hundred will seem cursed. Hallelujah. Folks will live long. Yes, it'll, it'll be commonplace. It's during this thousand year period, uh, let's, let's compare to now to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 15. He says, we are found to be false witnesses about God because we testified against God that he raised Christ when he didn't raise him if it's the case that the dead aren't raised. Hallelujah. But the dead in Christ, those who have died in Christ, they have been risen. Uh, and the saints of God that return with him Hallelujah. We're going to come with him. We're going to have our glorified bodies. Yes. So there's going to be uh, a few different types of people living during the millennial. And perhaps I should teach another lesson so you could understand. Uh, but the people of God, don't miss the rapture. You want to be with Christ. Hallelujah. Because your, your mortal will be changed into immortality. And you'll be reigning upon this earth during that 1,000-year period. Uh, let's, let's push further because during the millennial, as for stated death, it won't be prevalent. And indeed, it will be inflicted uh, only judiciously, right? Because we will be sitting on the throne uh, and there will be uh, a, a type of judgment. Uh, and, and we'll dig deeper in that, into that. Uh, at a later time, but it was seen from Scripture, listen, it was screen, seen rather from Scripture that those who share during this a thousand year period will live right through the entire period, right? But there will be those who do not have their glorified body yet. They have survived tribulation. There will be some that survive tribulation uh, and they will be judged uh, they will have to be judged, but they'll be there during that tribulation period. So there will be some uh, who will still be given in marriage. There will be babies born during the millennial period. you hear about that later on in the lesson. But it will be a time of blessing, uh, even, even for uh, the animals. Listen to what Isaiah says in chapter 11, verses 6 through 9. Um, he says, the wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze. Their young will lie down together and a lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole. Toddlers, listen. Rattlesnake won't even bite you. Toddlers will reach right over the serpent's den. They won't harm or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. I hear Jesus say, not on my watch. The earth will surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord just as the water covers the sea. So here, 
Um, also, in Isaiah 65 and 25, he makes reference again. He says, wolf and lamb will graze together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the snake, its food will be dust. They won't hurt or destroy at any place on my holy mountain, says the Lord. And during this millennial period, it will be a time when war and want, hallelujah, will be abolished. No more war. No more war. Mm -hmm. Our Lord prophesied that war and unrest would characterize this present age. Jesus said, wars and rumors of war. Wars and rumors of war. Remember uh, what he said in the book of Matthew? Thank you, Father. Chapter 24, verse number six, you will hear about wars and reports of wars or rumors of wars. I'm in the Common English Bible. Don't be alarmed. These things must happen, but this isn't the end yet. Nation will rise up against nation. Hallelujah. Listen, uh, what Isaiah says, though, in Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, he says, In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of the mountains. It will be lifted above the hills. Peoples will stream to it. Many nations, hallelujah, will go and say, come, let's go up to the Lord's mountain, to the house of Jacob's God, so that he may teach us his ways and he may walk in God's paths. Instruction will come from Zion, the Lord's word from Jerusalem. God will judge between the nations and settle disputes of mighty nations. Then they will beat their swords into iron plows, their spears into pruning tools. A nation will not take up sword against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. Listen, Joel chimes in. In the book of Joel, the prophet says in chapter 3, verse 10, beat the iron tips of your plows into swords and your pruning tools into spears. Let the weakling say, I am mighty. Hallelujah. Micah prophesies chapter 4 verse 3 God will judge between the nations and settle disputes of mighty nations which are far away they will beat their swords into iron plows their spears into pruning tools a nation will not take up sword so God is repeating himself prophet after prophet makes reference to this time of peace where uh, we will study war no more the Lord himself will be reigning. Hallelujah. You won't have to ask who's the president. He will rule. Hallelujah. And there'll be no want. There'll be no war. There'll be no poverty. Hallelujah. Sickness and death. Hallelujah. He's going to do away with it. It will be a time of blessing for Israel and for the Gentile nations. Those even who have survived Armageddon. Scripture, Scripture, Isaiah 27 and 6. In coming days, Jacob will take root, Israel will blossom and sprout and fill the whole world with produce. Hallelujah. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 
23, you'll find these words, the Lord of heavenly forces proclaims. In those days, 10 men from nations will entirely, with entirely different languages, will grab hold of a Judean's clothes and say, let's go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. So there'll be no indifference between nations. People will come hand to hand, uh, come up to into Jerusalem to hear the word of the Lord. There'll be a time of peace uh, and the Jew and Gentile and those who have survived uh, that great battle of Armageddon, uh, Zechariah 8 and 23 is what I just read. Uh, but let's go to Zechariah 12 and 10. But I will pour out a spirit of grace and mercy on David's house and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They will look to me concerning the one whom they have pierced. They will mourn over him like the mourning of an only child. They will mourn bitterly over him like the bitter mourning over the death of an oldest child. So here... Uh, I'm going to take you to Zechariah 13 and 1. Again, he says, On that day a fountain will open to cleanse the sin and impurity of David's house and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Romans 11 and 26. And I'm going to compare these scriptures. In this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove the ungodly behavior from Jacob. So I want to compare those scriptures now to what is said in the gospel according to St. Matthew, and I'm hastening on. So if there's anything that you did not understand, or you may feel that I missed, inbox me or send me a email, admin at grtdc.org. But Matthew 5 and 35 says, you must not pledge by the earth because it's God's footstool. You must not pledge by Jerusalem because it's the city of the great king. So it's going to be a time of, of uh, tremendous blessing for Israel and for the Gentile. And who's going to be the ruler? Jesus. Who's going to be the president or the chancellor? Who's going to be in charge? Jesus. He's going to be the ruler. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. He's going to be in charge for a thousand years upon the earth. And the saints of God are going to be with him. It's going to be a time when righteousness will be everywhere. Yes, triumphant. Everywhere righteousness. During this present age, uh, we are called to suffer for righteousness, right? Uh, if you suffer with him, you'll reign for him. Yes, trying of your faith will work patience. They who would live godly will suffer. Uh, they will suffer persecution. Yes, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers. So we're called to suffer. We've been called into this, and as He suffered, yes. So we're going through now, uh, but it's going to be different during the millennial period. Uh, listen to what Isaiah says in chapter one. Verses 16 through 18, wash, I'm in the common English Bible, wash, be clean, remove your ugly deeds from my sight, put an end to such evil. Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the orphan, 
plead for the widow. Come now and let's settle this. You might hear it as come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. If they are red as crimson, they will become like wool. Jeremiah 33 and 15 says these words in those days. And at that time, I will raise up a righteous branch from David's line who will do what is just and right in the land. Hallelujah. Habakkuk, in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 14, but the land will be full of the knowledge of the Lord's glory, just as water covers the sea. Mm -hmm. Righteousness everywhere. Won't be like it is today. Everywhere you look, there's sin. Everywhere you look, there's brokenness. As beautiful as his creation is the hearts of men. Everywhere you see men stealing and trying to get over. But the Prince of Peace will be reigning. Hallelujah. And it's going to be a time of unified worship. Hallelujah. Unified worship. Could you imagine? And we talk, we just talk about it today, right? We talk about, Lord, if all the saints could get together. Why is there so much division, so many different organizations, right? Hallelujah. But there'll be no more cool JC, PAW, UPC, PCAF, ABCDEFGHI. No, won't be none of that. There will be a time of unified worship. Won't be no denominational stuff. No fighting over who's going to be the presider. Jesus will be reigning. And it will be a time of unified worship. Mm -hmm. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 23. I have sworn a solemn pledge. A word has left my mouth. It is reliable and won't fail. Reading in the Common English Bible, surely every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Hallelujah. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. So when Paul quoted that, he was quoting the words of the prophet Isaiah, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Isaiah 52 and 1, awake, awake, put on your strength, Zion. Put on your splendid clothing, Jerusalem, you holy city, for the uncircumcised and unclean will no longer come into you. Hallelujah. Isaiah 52 verses 7 through 10, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of a messenger who proclaims peace, who brings good news, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God, your God rules. Listen, you, your lookouts lift their voice. They sing out together right before their eyes. They see the Lord right before their eyes. Here's the prophecy, right before their eyes, they see the Lord Returning to Zion, break into song together, you ruins of Jerusalem. The Lord has comforted his people and has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in view of all the nations. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. He says again in chapter 66 of Isaiah, those who became holy and purified themselves 
following their leader into the gardens. Mm -hmm. Listen, he says, who we talk detestable animals and mice will meet therein together, says the Lord. Listen, it says after this, it talks about worshipers gathered from the nations because of their actions and thoughts. I'm coming together all nations and cultures. They will come to see my glory. I will put a sign in them by sending out some of the survivors to the nations, Tarshish, Libya, Lydia, to the archers of Cilicia and Greece, distant coastlands that haven't heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will declare my glory among the nations. They will bring your family members from all nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and chariots and wagons, mules and on camels to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord, like Israelites bringing an offering of purification. Here the prophet is prophesying about no matter who you are, there's going to come a time where everybody will come together. You won't be divided on what you eat, right? Today we're fussing about what you should eat and what you can eat. It won't matter what nation you come from. If you're a part of the body, he's going. it's going to be a time of unified worship. Today, there are different uh, denominations, different organizations. They cover their head there. They don't cover their head there, right? Uh, they wear three-inch stockings there, but you don't have to wear stockings there. It won't be none of that stuff. He's going to unify the worship. Hallelujah. The righteous will come together. And it's going to be a time of unified worship. Won't be none of this. Who's going to be in charge? Who's preaching today? Uh, where's the money going? None of that mess. Unified worship. Listen, uh, what Zephaniah prophesies in chapter 3, Zephaniah 3 and 9, where he's talking about restoration of the nations in Jerusalem, then I will change the speech of the peoples into pure speech, that all of them, all of them will call on the name of the Lord and will serve him as one. It's going to be like he intended it, one church. Whether you're white, because we're divided behind race. Yes, we are, even today. Hallelujah. One church. Don't care how curly your hair is. Don't care what color the skin is. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to read that verse again because Zephaniah uh, is saying, then I will change the speech of the peoples into pure speech that all of them will call on the name of the Lord. In the common English Bible I'm reading, and will serve him as one. The book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 11, Nevertheless, from sunrise to sunset, my name will be great among the nations. Incense and a pure grain offering will be offered everywhere, everywhere in my name, because my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of heavenly forces. I want to take you back into Revelation now, chapter 21, and verse number 3. I heard a voice, a loud voice from the throne say, look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them and they will be his peoples. God himself will be with him, be with them rather as their God. Going to wipe their tears from their eyes and death will be no more. No more mourning and crying and pain 
for the former things have passed away. Hallelujah. But I'm going to bring everyone together unified, 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 unified worship. My Lord, I'm feeling this. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. It's going to be a time, hallelujah, where the curse is going to be removed. I want to take you to Genesis, the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to close out. But in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, you'll find these words. To the man, he said, because you listened to your wife's voice and you ate from the tree that I commanded, don't eat from it. Cursed is the fertile land because of you and pain. You will eat from it every day of your life. Weeds and thistles will grow from you. I'm in the common English Bible. Even as you eat the field's plants. Thank you, Lord. It says, by the, sweet, by the sweat of your face, you will eat bread until you return to the fertile land. Since from it you were taken, you are soil to soil, you will return. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But during this time, the curse is, is totally removed. Hallelujah. The curse upon creation will, has been removed. So that God's presence will be fully realized, my Lord, and the fellowship with him will be experienced. It will be unexplainable. Could you imagine Jesus is here on the earth during this time and the people of God are rejoicing and praising. It's unprecedented. You think we're having church now? Glory. Hallelujah. It's unprecedented. The kind of church we'll be having. Listen. Um, to what Ezekiel says. I'm going to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Hallelujah. Ezekiel, chapter 37. And I'm going to read verses 27 and 28. Again, I'm in the Common English Bible. My dwelling will be with them and I will be their God and they will be my people. The nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy with my sanctuary, when my sanctuary is among them forever. Church every day. Hallelujah. My sanctuary is among them forever. Zechariah chapter 2. I want to read this, and I know it's a lot of scriptures, and believe me, I'm not reading them all. But Zechariah chapter 2, uh, verses 10 through 13. And again, it's the time where the curse has been removed. Glory to God. 10 through 13, it says, I will bring them back from the land of Egypt. I will collect them from Assyria. I will bring them to the land of Gilead and Lebanon until there is no more room for them. They will pass through the sea of distress. Strike the sea with waves. All the depths of the river will dry up. The pride of Assyria will be brought down and the scepter of Egypt will turn away. I will strengthen them in the Lord and I will walk in his name, says the Lord. Hallelujah. That's Zechariah chapter 
2, verses 10 through 13. Revelation 21 and 3 be the last scripture I read in regards of the curse being removed. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 3, it says this. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them and they will be his disciples and God himself will be with them as their God. God and the curse cannot dwell in the same place. Hallelujah. See, everything God had to impute upon us as it relates to uh, what happens when you fall into sin, it will be removed now. A day of peace, a utopia. Hallelujah. A season of peace, a season of prosperity, a time, a thousand year reign upon the earth. Finally, uh, it will be a time that merges into eternity. Hallelujah. He didn't save us just, uh, just for a thousand-year reign. It's a thousand-year reign upon the earth, yes, but this is ushering in a time of eternity. And remember the promise, those who made the rapture, he said, thus shall we ever be with the Lord. How long is forever? Forever. Hallelujah, forever. There's no counting of the days. There's no counting of the years. Forever is a long time throughout eternity, right? So although the millennial period will be a, a, a blessed time, um, the millennial state will not be one of perfection. Listen, and I'm saying this because there will be some who will still be in flesh. They have not received a... a um, a glorified body. They did not make the rapture. So there will be some deaths. Some, some will die and some may rebel against the authority of the king. Yes, even during the millennial. Listen, the Bible says that he, after the thousand year period, he's going to release Satan and the enemy will deceive nations. So you would think after this millennial period, and the peace and the beauty that people are experiencing, no one, no one would turn against Christ. But remember how it was in the beginning. There was war in heaven when Lucifer said, I will be like the Most High. And one third of the angels now, if Satan can persuade one third of the angels to turn against God, again, he's going to walk among the nations once he has been released. Hallelujah. After the 1,000-year golden age or millennial period, Satan will be loosed for a short time before he goes on his final doom in the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. Come on. When the 1,000 years are over, I'm in the Common English Bible, Satan will be released from his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog. He will gather them. Why? For battle. Yes. Still fighting. Still saying, I'm going to win. The number is like the sand of the sea. So all of these people, even after millennial, he's going to be able to deceive all these people. It's in the word of God. And Bible says the earth will be purged 
with purifying fire. Hallelujah. Where do you see that at, Field? 2 Peter 3 and 10. But the day of the Lord, remember we said the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a dreadful noise. The elements will be consumed by fire and the earth and all the works done on it will be exposed. Hallelujah. And it will then be glory and blessedness forever after it has been purified. Then will come to pass the complete fulfillment of those words that were spoken in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. Let's Let's take a look at it. Therefore God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names so that at the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven on earth and under the earth will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory to God, to the glory of God, the Father. Hallelujah. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. This is, this is the glorious prospect of every believer. Hallelujah. Only those who belong to Jesus Christ. Only those who belong to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And own the honor of him as Lord and Savior will share in the blessedness of being with him throughout the ageless time or the endless ages, I'm sorry, of eternity. Hallelujah. We won't live in time anymore. Time will be over. And we will actually be in eternity. Hallelujah. This is just an overview of the millennial period, which occurs after tribulation, after that battle of Armageddon, after the battle of Armageddon millennial period. Satan is chained for a thousand years. At the end of that thousand years, he'll be released. And he will deceive nations. The Bible said the four corners of the earth. There'll be so many, hallelujah, to rise up that it can't even number. It will be like the sand, right? And he's going to raise up, but he will be destroyed. So at the end of that seven-year period, there will occur an end-time battle, as forestated. Uh, that battle of Armageddon and the evil armies from all over the world, will come up against Jerusalem. They'll come up against the Lord for a, for a diabolical purpose. So while this is clear, all the details leading up to this battle have not really truly been revealed. Remember, there are some things John was not allowed to tell us, but I know the Lord's headquarters, when he brings us back, is going to be in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So not only will he rule over Jerusalem, but he'll rule over Europe. That's right. Putin will have to move over. He will rule. No one can rule but God. No one can rule. He will also control the entire world. How do I know this? Because let's go to Revelation, and I'm getting ready to, to close out. Revelation chapter 13 Verses 7 and 8 says, It was also allowed to make war on the saints and to gain victory over them. It was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All who live on earth worshipped it, all whose names hadn't been written from the time the earth was made 
in the scroll of life or the book of life of the lamb who was slain. He says, whoever has ears must listen. If any are to be taken captive, then into captivity they will go. If any are to be killed by the sword, then by the sword they will be killed. This calls for endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. So it's going to be a time, hallelujah, um, after this battle, he's going to establish his kingdom. That millennial period, he's going to do this. Um, and uh, he's going to bring about a thousand years of peace. Glory to God. After the thousand year period is over, and after this, this battle uh, of Gog and Magog, there's going to be a, a judgment of the wicked. Revelation 20, uh, verses 11 through 15. Uh, this judgment, we look to the time after the millennium. Right? This judgment comes to all of the unbelievers. This is the judgment of the wicked dead. Hallelujah. Uh, that great white throne judgment. Uh, so those who haven't risen yet, uh, they won't rise until after this time. They'll get up and they'll be judged. The wicked dead will be judged. The holy God, the sovereign judge, will be seated on the throne. Listen to these words. These unbelievers will be judged according to their sinful works. And because not one of them have their name written in the Lamb's book of life, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. And there'll be no escape. There'll be no way out. They'll be thrown in the lake of fire. Hallelujah. So let's give some closing background. Uh, that 1,000-year reign of Christ will be ushered in by the Lord himself. Uh, that millennial kingdom. Uh, and it's going to take place right here on earth. Glory to God. And in that battle of Armageddon, which occurs at the end of the seven-year uh, period, Christ will come down from heaven. And as uh, the prophet said, and his feet shall stand again upon the Mount of Olives. Hallelujah. Zechariah, he says, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which lies before Jerusalem on the east. The Mount of Olives shall be split in two from the east to the west by a great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. Listen to, listen to the word of God. When I, when I read this, my Lord, something happened on the inside. That It says, uh, further on, that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem. Living waters, living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern. That's the Dead Sea. Listen to what I'm saying. To the eastern is the Dead Sea, and half of them to the western. West of Jerusalem is the Mediterranean Sea. In summer and in winter shall it be. Now, understand right here. Um, those of us, those people who have been to Israel, you've been to Israel, right? Um, east of Jerusalem is the Dead Sea. I've been to the Dead Sea. It's, and it's what it dead. It's full of salt. Nothing can live in it. Um, west of uh, Jerusalem is the Mediterranean Sea. Summer, winter shall it be. 
So anyone who has seen uh, the Red Sea, or the Dead Sea, I, I should say, um, there's no exit, right? It's waters except for evaporation. And I believe um, the Jordan River is the main body down there and it feeds into the Dead Sea, right? So a uh, little geography here. Flows south to the Dead Sea. When it reaches here, there's no exit. But remember the scriptures that we read, half of them east to the Dead Sea, half of them west to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Zechariah's prophesying something beautiful here. We are told in that same verse, Zechariah 14 and 8, that these waters shall go out from Jerusalem. So in Jerusalem today, uh, in today's Jerusalem, there's no river. But during that millennial period, there's going to be a river and the Dead Sea is going to come alive. <laughs> Glory, it will be alive with its banks lined with all kinds of trees for food, always bearing fruit, right? Take a minute. I'm going to give you these scriptures. I won't read it because I'm, I've taken so much of your time. Ezekiel 47 and 8. Ezekiel 47 and 8. 9, 10, and 12. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 8, 9, 10, and 12. It talks about the Dead Sea coming alive. This is what's going to happen during the millennial period. Hallelujah. My God. My God. I'm closing out. So, what will it be like in the, during the millennial period? I know that question has came to my mind, what will it be like? Um, what will it be like? There'll be peace. There'll be no more war. I gave you scriptures for that. There'll be joy, happiness. There'll be long life and health, yes. And I gave you scripture for that. There'll be prosperity. There's going to be a time of unequal prosperity. Yes, and there'll be joy in labor, Isaiah 65. Um, so there will be reproduction during the millennial period uh, because those who live through the tribulation there will be some who will literally survive and remember uh, that 12,000 from each tribe uh, will be sealed and the antichrist won't be able to find them they'll make it through tribulation um, so listen there will be those who enter into this thousand year period uh, in their natural bodies and they'll still be able to have children. Matthew chapter 25. I'm not giving you nothing off the top of my head. But read it. Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 40. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 6 and 8. And I believe I read this scripture here. It speaks of little children living. Children living. How did the children get there? They were born during the millennial period. Children living during the millennial age. Hallelujah. Now, this is, this is another reason why I believe the enemy will be able uh, to deceive because they, these children, by the time this thousand-year period is up, they'll be adults, right? There will be adults who have not been raptured. They, they were born during millennial period. Uh, and they'll have to make a choice now. 
They'll be challenged. They'll have to make a choice. Uh, choose Christ uh, or Satan. Yes. So, um, thus, the final judgment, the great white throne judgment, um, and if their name is not found in the book, they will be thrown in the lake of fire. This is just an overview. Uh, it's too much to go line by line. Uh, what we probably need to do is um, get into a good Bible Bible study, get into a good uh, Bible school, uh, and listen, the book of Revelation is wonderful. I love it. Uh, and there's a wonderful uh, young lady by the name of Dr. Shirley McClurklin Motley, who, who was a, an author. Uh, she, is ap she is apostolic. She comes uh, from Cool JC, Dr. Shirley McClurklin Motley. Um, if you go to thehoneyintherock.com, uh, she's doing a whole series just on the book of Revelation. Uh, connect with her. Connect with that. Uh, she'll take you real deep in it. Uh, she's a wonderful woman of God. Um, I know her personally, full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and she's an apostolic author. There aren't too many apostolic authors around. So I thank God uh, for how he is using her to be a blessing to the body of Christ. If you would like to make a donation or plant a seed in this ministry, want to give you time to go into your places of money, a technician will put that information on the screen for you. And you can plant your seed. Those of you who are in the Bronx, you can use Givelify. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give and to plant seed. We ask that you would bless both gift and giver in Jesus' name. Amen. You have a special need, a special request, send it to me, please. Admin at grtdc.org. And I'll lay those requests on the altar. And we'll touch and agree and pray. I want to pray a special prayer uh, before we close out. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I thank you for your word and for this opportunity to share Lord, I thank you just for planting in us, allowing us time to contemplate and to meditate and to think on your goodness and to know that the end is coming, but we will be with you. Glory to God. Thank you for this wonderful salvation. We intend to hold on to you. We intend to hold on to your grace and your mercy. Keep us in your care, we pray. We don't want anything or anyone else but you. Bless us one by one. Heal and deliver those who are in need of a touch. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you real good. And remember, the notes to this lesson are attached to this broadcast. Just upload it. Use them any way you see fit. The Lord bless you. And I look forward to seeing you on next week if it's God's will. But until then, be careful, be prayerful and be holy. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.